lean with it. Lean with it. Lean with it. I bounce in the club, so the call me rocket. Posted in the cut. All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's Get a Dose, and we are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. Um, all right, keeping it moving here. Uh, we've got some breaking news before I get into my Russell Wilson thing, and definitely want to take a quick peek at some of these divisional round games midline week, but we've got some breaking news of the NBA, uh, Jonas, in regards to the uh, Golden State Warriors. Uh, yeah, earlier today, uh, it was reported that the Warriors and Jazz game tonight was postponed um, because of a medical emergency in the Warriors' family is all we had received. Um, but developing over the last hour, um, we have a couple of statements, but uh, over at the Golden State Warriors' Twitter account, on or on X, mm-hmm. um, they shared an update uh, to where... It reads, quote, we are absolutely devastated by Dejan Milojevic's uh, sudden passing. This is a shocking and tragic blow for everyone associated with the Warriors and an incredibly difficult time for his family, friends, and all of us who had the pleasure to work with him. We grieve with him and for uh, grieve with and for his wife, Natasa, and their children, Nicola and Masa. Um when you look at the, what we know from what's been reported, and this again coming from Warriors PR, uh, that um, Milojevic uh, suffered a sudden heart attack mm-hmm. last night at team dinner. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, um, and was hospitalized, and then passed away late this morning. Um, yeah, just a sad, unfortunate incident. Um, you know, to be honest with you. Um, the thing I, I've said this before, uh, you know, as I get older, it's just one of those that when I hear of death in any form of life, uh, walks of life, I should say, not forms of life, but walks of life in any profession, um, it just hits home because like I said he was only 46, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, like I said, I'm 46, be 47. So it, it, it kind of puts everything in perspective because uh, those, they, as they say, those heart, heart attacks, those are silent killers. You can't really see those coming. Um, you can look at signs and you can try to do things to prevent, uh, you know, health-wise, but that's that's pretty nerve, nerve-wracking and nervous. So um, thoughts and prayers to them. You know, I knew, it, you know, again, it was the, the the timeline that you laid out. I was reading about that earlier, but I knew that it had to be something um, serious uh, when they canceled the game as early as they did. You know, especially um, with it being not to a particular player in the game or not the head coach, but an assistant coach on the deal. And not saying that he's his life or his well-being is less important, you know, than the player or head coach. That's not what I'm trying to say. But usually, you know, there's been instances where there's been illness in coaches or death in the family. And like they say, the game must go on. So, um to me, just a bad, a fortunate situation. I mean, that's Golden State has really been through a lot of adversity in the last couple of years, few years. I mean, and again, you know, pushing this incident to the side, no one's really going to feel, as I always say, sorry for them. Um, you know, it is what it is. It's it's kind of uh, how do you put it? Um, you know, and all the success that they've had, you know. It's kind of one of those 
again, they're one of those teams and franchises at this point when I talk about, you know, um, fatigue, you know, Golden State fatigue, um, Kansas City fatigue. You know, there's things that you can, you know, relate to. But unfortunately, the, the bottom line is, I mean, you look at this, you look at the Jordan Poole situation, you look at the Draymond situation. Um, it's just been a tough, you know, tough last, I would say, two years for them the clay uh and his surgeries so again we'll see how this affects them um they've really been you know struggling you know for the most part you know draymond just came back his first game but ended up taking an l even though you felt i felt the energy and the difference in the defense definitely an impact he makes but regardless they still took an l so this is just one other chapter that they're going to have to get through a team because when you talk assistant coach those players are close to them it's like a family you're traveling you know what i'm saying like you're you're on you're going through 41 home road games you're in hotels, you're gone away from home for sometimes a week at a time, depending on how long the road trip is that particular time. So it, it makes sense the reason why uh, they had to cancel the game. So I just knew it had to be serious at the time. So 877-37-GRIND. All right, so let me keep it uh, moving on a lighter note uh, back to before I want to get to the midline reports. Um, so Russell Wilson, if they make a decision and they can't find out a way to come to some agreement on a quarterback type of restructured contract for Russ. And a lot of it, I think, has to do with the guarantees, uh, to be honest with you. I think that's a lot to do with it. Um, then it also puts in mind that you're going to move on from him and you're going to rip the Band-Aid. And the only question there is going to be is if it's going to be spread out, speaking of the dead cap money, if it's going to be spread out over two years or are they going to rip the Band-Aid and make it all in one year? Um, so if you look at it, and I've kind of alluded to it yesterday, the Tampa Bay Bucks is a nice little sample size of what they were up against and compared to what they had to do. Um, when they went on from Tom Brady, it left them right about a little bit north of $80 million in dead cap money. They needed a quarterback. It wasn't on the roster. Uh, Baker Mayfield services was available, and that's what they had to go out and get and got them for a decent price and a cheap price. So let's look at some Baker Mayfield's possibilities because I do believe the more that I look at this and the more that I hear and, you know, uh, Check in on my sources and listen to them. There's a good chance that they could stay pat at 12 and not move up. And if the right quarterback, such as, say, Michael Penix Jr. or Bo Nix or J.D. Daniels is not there, that doesn't fall to them then it could be a situation because this team needs other holes they've got to fill. They could take the best position player, skill player outside of quarterback at that position and either try to trade back into the second round uh, because I do believe – I don't think they have a second round pick this year. I think this is the last of the uh, – I want to say Sean Payton deal or probably Russ deal, one of the two, because um, I know they've got their first round back. They're done with that, but they don't have a second round pick. So if they would move back into the second round, 
and go get a quarterback then, then that could be the case. But if they don't, and they don't trade up, because first of all, I don't believe they have the draft capital to be able to trade up after thinking about this. Um, they just don't. And and even though I think they have some pieces that could get them moved up in the top five or four, but when I say pieces, you're talking about a Justin Simmons, you're talking about a Patrick Sertain, the second, and you're talking about maybe for the Judy. Now, I know in this whole report today, the reports are coming out now, that suppose the Browns are still interested in Judy. They made a couple attempts to try to get Judy last year, but he wouldn't um, – they wouldn't budge off of first-round picks, speaking of the Broncos. And now I'm hearing there could possibly be on the move still to Cleveland for a second-round pick. I'd do, that, I'd do that trade like three days ago. But if they can't get – so those are the pieces that you would be talking about to try to move up to a top four or five. And due to the fact that those teams that are picking in the top six, like two or three of them, or at least two of them need quarterback needs, it's going to be hard to you know find a dancing partner. And I think also, do you really want to give up more draft capital even though that the quarterback – and to me, if I really had to pick between the two, I would just sit there and say, I know there's other fields, but this has been the sore thumb that's been sticking in this franchise really since Elway left really since the Jay Cutler didn't get going and got booted out in a couple years they've been on a search for a long time but now you have the opportunity in what you see in the Green Bay Packers that might just fall to their lap uh, with Jordan Love but with that said so that leaves you with steady on the roster at 10 million a year and then it brings you into saying okay if we even if we get a rookie quarterback in the second round third we're going to need to bring in another vet to compete with steady and maybe be the bridge and bumper for another season the 2024 season off the top of my head the quarterbacks that i believe that will be available that's around that type of status on a baker to tampa bay type of move um i believe garden Minshew is a free agent it's going to be a free agent I believe um, Ryan Tannehill will be a free agent and be available. I believe you can tell I've given some thought about this. I've also believe that um, Jameis Winston will be a free agent and available. I also there's one more and then that's what I'll have you come in and help me if who I might forget. There's one more that I know that I'm forgetting that I believe that's going to be available. Um, oh, most likely Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be another one that's going to be available. So other than that, I don't know if I missed anybody, but that gives you an idea of some of the names that Bronco Nation would have to be bracing themselves for. And if I had to sit here right now in January and tell you if I had to pick who's going to compete with Stiddy in camp for the starting position, assuming Russell Wilson and Sierra and Little Future out of Colorado, out of that list, despite what we witnessed in week 18, I'm still rolling with Jameis Winston. Because out of all that, because to me, he's the one guy that had his best probably pro stretch from his time at Tampa to his time in New Orleans under the best offensive coordinator and coach he's had, and that's Sean Payton. Uh, you know, he had that he had that surgery last year. He suffered the injury last year in the 2022 season. 
Uh, so he was on the shelf. He came back, didn't really see any action at all until we got down to week 18 or whatever. So he's got, you know, he's got some miles on him, but he's still got some left in the tank from a use standpoint. Uh, but that's the best I'm going to do. I'm going to roll with what there's some comfortability. Now, I don't know how much of that hurt his stock or what happened in week 18, because I can tell you right now what he did to Dennis Allen um, in regards to going rogue and just saying, hey, we're going to get one of the boys a touchdown, screw the victory formation. He wouldn't he wasn't doing that to Sean. He wouldn't do that to them. That, that's the reason why, honestly, Dennis Allen should have been gone because I don't know. And, and he's a guy that was – and so you got to understand, Jameis has looked to him as a defensive coordinator. Like, you look, I ain't been in no meetings with you. All I know is what I've seen of you since I've been here, since Sean got me, and you're just Dennis Allen. And that's when you can just sit there and go Willie Beeman on him and say, hey, man, we're going to call. We're going to get a play. We're going to get a running back to touchdown. But you know what? And because I, I can see Sean as the coach, the fact that you screwed somebody and disrespected somebody that he has ties uh, ties to, um, I don't want nothing to do with you anymore. I hope that's not the case because if they are picking from that litter, that's going to be, in my opinion, the best way that they would decision that they would go. Um, also, the Saints, I think they let go of Pete Carmichael, if I'm not mistaken. I think that he's been there forever as their offensive coordinator. Uh, he he has stood the test of time, but they've parted ways with him, and I guess he's going to be the guy to fall on the sword for the lack of production for Derek Carr this year. But um, I forgot to meet, bring that up. But those are really the options we're looking at. Did I leave off anybody that I could have could have named, Jonas? There's a lot of meat on that bone. Really? Um, okay, let's take a gander. at What meat did I leave off? Well, you, um, how do you like Kirk Cousins taking his ice to the snowcaps? Um, do you which, like that? <laughs> um, I could deal with that for one year because I think um, it would be a different and not totally different language, but it would be a different system um, that he would be in and Kirk Cousins with Sean Payton. But I think he would be able to um, pick up very quickly. Um, and be able to be timing and he's a pre-snap guy and you know the timing offense uh, yes the problem with that would be the number what the number is going to be um, even if it's a one-year deal or two-year deal and number two I really don't believe I really don't believe that the Minnesota Vikings are 100% sold ready to move on from the Kirk Cousins experiment that's 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 kind of my opinion on that um i just don't think that that's all the way the case that they are truly ready to move on finally from that uh but yes to answer your question yeah i i could probably live with that wouldn't be ecstatic about it um i wouldn't say that it would make them automatically a playoff team i wouldn't go that far but it could be worse well him and Tannehill likely come with the biggest price tags between the uh, on the rest of the market uh, unless you were to pursue something like a baker mayfield um who did earn a new opportunity this year you already named off uh, Gardner Minshew and Jameis Winston. Other names here, uh, Jacoby Brissett, Terod Taylor, Marcus Mariota, Sam Darnold, Drew Locke, maybe a return, uh, Tyler Huntley out of Baltimore, Josh Dobbs is a free agent, um, Carson Wentz saw some field action this year, uh, Mason Rudolph is also a free agent, and Jake Browning, the uh, Bengals backup, although he might have earned another opportunity with them too. Um, just some names. There's still more. There's about 
30 free agents. Oh, well, we need to go through all of those. We don't, we don't yeah, I figure. Yeah. Unless um, you want to talk about Logan Woodside, former no. Titans backup and San Antonio Commanders starting quarterback. Um, no, uh, no need to do that. Um, I, I, you know, the, the, to move on from this, it's just one of those situations to where I believe, uh, to bring it full circle, that I, and I've always believed that they're going to try to exhaust every options to keep Russ. It, it's just not, it cannot be at that contract. And that, and it can't. They've got to get relief. They won't. It won't happen because I, I don't think I would advise Russ not to happen. Even though I'd want it to happen for fan Calvin of it, business wise, he can't do that. But that's really what they're really trying to exhaust all options. I think if they can get to play on his heartstrings, because that's really what it was about. Week seventeen, eighteen. That was a negotiation tactic, a brutal one, but it was uh, because so. Therefore, it limits those decisions and stuff that you have to make. It's a it's a tough situation. It's a tough spot there in both parties. You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. We'll be back. Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great, bold, and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing Spin the One and Twos. Today's show was presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We have been broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. And this last segment of the day is going to be uh, sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out all their pre-made alcoholic drinks. They come in all different flavors. All right. But whatever you do, don't forget to Zing Zang responsibly. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the sports crime. 
All right, before we wrap up with some NBA talk and I'll do some mid, uh, midweek line reports on some of this divisional games, let's go to the phones. We've got Chris from Boulder, Colorado. Chris, you're on the sports grind here. What's going on, my man? What's up, Carol? It's good to talk to you, as always. Thank you. Um, I saw this coming a long time ago, and that's why I had to enact uh, Operation Block Your Pockets. Uh, <laughs> I will pay my taxes. I will pay my uh, rent, food, water, and shelter, but I'm not, you're not going to get any extra out of me. And, and here's the thing with the NFL. They don't need to do this. They make enough money. So what I do is I'll wait for the game to, to finish, and I'll just wait for them to upload it on um, NFL on YouTube, mm-hmm. and then I'll watch a, a two-hour game for 11 minutes, and they have all the plays that you need to watch, and everything is condensed to 11 minutes, and you can watch pretty much a wildcard weekend in an hour. I just can't see uh, them uh, continually having to pay fee upon fee uh, for everything else, and they're already starting to get us to go towards these electric cars, which is another uh, topic. We can go on another time. But, yeah, I'm just not going to do it, Cal. I don't know. I just want to know what your thoughts are. I hear you, Chris. Thanks. Chris from Boulder, Colorado, checking in with us. Um, Yeah, I mean, the only thing he said that I can't, and that's why I say each his own, like, um, with me, especially for what I do for a living and just me in general, even if I didn't do this, I can't. When it comes to TV shows, sitcoms, comedy specials, news, world news. I can do TiVo and record that all day or go back and watch it. Sports, I, I mean, I, it's my life. I gotta, I've got to see that in real time. So, but, but that's not everybody's like that, though. Everybody can sit there and say, hey, if I want to stay off social media, if I want to stay out of the world for two or three hours until I do what I got to do and come back and watch this game and not know, there's a lot of people that do that. I couldn't do it. But for the other part of Chris's phone call, he's absolutely right. That's kind of what I said in regards to, um, you know, the NFL and the position about they really don't have to do this. And and I've always had a business mind slash CEO mindset. And, I, and you know, that's never going to pretty much change for me. Um, but I have to look at things on the other side. So from the business side, yeah, I get it while the NFL does it. I'm not going to totally kill it for them, but you can't, I can't sit here and be in denial and not report the truth, which the truth is they don't really need to, like Chris said. And especially they don't, I feel like they don't, the whole point of that segment and me going on that soapbox about it, because I don't, where I really makes my butt itch about it is that they don't have to do it where it calls you, it calls for you to have to sign up for Peacock or anybody else's other service, even their basic package. You know, it, it, it shouldn't be like that. It should be, if you want to do that, Make it stand alone because you're kind of double dipping in that that present. But I think it's here to stay. I mean, this is where we're at. But what do you got? Well, and then you've got the the impact on the bars that want to you know have these games uh, for everybody to watch. Because you say, okay, well maybe I don't want to you know I don't want to pay for the subscription, whatever. I can go to the bar, but the bar now has to have. It's not just about having TV or or carrying Direct TV or something. They now have to carry all the streaming services too. Well, I don't really feel too bad for the bars because the bars have been operating on a different standard than your regular household anyway. I mean, and that goes back to pay-per-view. You know, a lot of people don't know this, but in the bar business and pay-per-view, you know, when we when pay-per-view used to really be a big thing, like when you have to catch Oscar De La Hoya's fight against Trinidad or, you know, you back, go back in the day at some of Mayweather's fights or Mike Tyson's fights, 
the cable companies would charge the bar owners a different price than what they would charge. So when you see $79.99 for a fight, $69.99 for a fight, the bar is not paying that price. The bar is paying a price based on your capacity that you can fit in your building because the cable companies know that, OK, you're going to pay this. There's no way they're paying you what we, they're not paying the seventy nine ninety nine fee for residential like we because they know that you're going to charge twenty dollars or twenty five dollars a head. And if your building can fit two thousand people in capacity or fifteen hundred a thousand, they ain't let you win in that way. So I don't feel sorry for the bar people because they've been having to deal with this way before streaming came along. It's the bars are in the business to make money. We're talking about residential people in the comfort of their homes that are NFL fans and consumers are getting uh, double stuff right now. Pause. So the so at the end of the day, it's just um, I understand why they're doing it, but they Chris is absolutely right. They don't have to do it, and it makes it. And to me, like if we were in the non gambling partnership world of the NFL, and that money hadn't come into a, fl a flux into the NFL and NFL owners' pocket, I probably wouldn't even be bringing this up. But due to the fact that I know that was a game changer and it's just had money over fist and more money, I mean, come on, you know. And, and, and to me, it's more than anything, it's, it's inconvenience. It's an inconvenience because when I'm streaming and I have to watch multiple games, I've got two or three college basketball games. I've got two other NFL games. I've got two NBA games. I've got to not only can I flip back or have my Octobot screen up, I've got to flip over that because i got to go to the streaming side. Because I got to flip flat. It's just like it's getting to the point like it's like, damn. And and, and look, and we're going to go to a period because right now in the last 24 months. So that's about the last two years. We're in this extreme streaming boom. OK, it's like the goal. It's the boom. And all booms continue. They eventually bust. And and we're pretty to the point right now. And you kind of already seen a little bit because it's oversaturated. The streaming service business is oversaturated, just like the podcast business, just like the sports talk business, whatever you want to say. It's oversaturated. And sooner or later, you're going to see a little cool off in it. And then maybe things get realigned. What do you got? All that said, you can stream Sports Grind live at sportsgrindonline.com and catch the podcast. Yeah. Sportsgrindonline.com. Yeah. Yep. And you know what? And it's funny, Jonas brings that up in tongue in cheek, but for a while here, for years, I, you know, I used to have fans like, hey, dude, y'all need a podcast. You need to get a podcast. You get, I'm just like, man, if you can't be here from two to four, or either two to five when I'm on, then just check the, I'll, I'll rehash the docket. Somebody tell you. But that was the old school of Calvin of doing it. And then finally, it just came to the point where it's like, you know, Jonas came out like, hey, we've got to get with times. You got to do it. OK, well, go ahead and do it. Do, 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 do what you like. Got like Humpty. Do what you like. But anyway, man, we are getting this whole streaming stuff. It's just it's just terrible. I mean, it's it's I mean, it for the playoffs. You want to do it in the regular seat. But for the playoffs, come on, man. Extra degree doubling down. 877-37-GRIND. All right, speaking of uh, playoffs, before we get out of here, your midline Wednesday report. Uh, let's check out some of these early lines. Came off of a tough foundation week. I think one in five on the week. Um, really was a tough week. Been hot coming down the stretch NFL. We'll see if we can bounce back. But let's see what we got here. Uh, starting off, um, 
the NFL divisional round week, uh, which we're going to um, – we know the matchups. Uh, we know that the 49ers are going to be taking on San Fran. We know about Baltimore. Uh, so looking at some of these early line reports as they stand right now, and uh, we will start at uh, January the 20th, which is Saturday at 3.30. The Texans are going to kick it off once again, but this time they're going to be on the road in Baltimore. They're the number one seed coming off of a bye. The line right now is uh, Baltimore minus nine and a half. The total is 43 and a half minus 450 juice on the money line. Um, that's a lot of points. Um, you know, there's a lot of hot, quite a few high spreads this week for exceptions of one game. Um, look, you know, Baltimore. If you want to say where this is a team over the last three or four weeks that hasn't really looked like they've had too much of weaknesses of anywhere. Uh, Lamar Jackson has really been cooking. Um, they've really been dealing. This is interesting because what I'm hearing from reports that, you know, um, he was actually at practice last week. Um, and he was kind of participating. And from what I've heard, there's no signs of, you know, dragging around a gimpy leg or whatever, but that's tight end Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews could be making an appearance this week in this game, and if not this week, I think Mark Andrews is going to be back from what I'm hearing by the AFC Championship game if they survive. You might see him this week. Um, but if you look at this Baltimore Ravens team, the middle part of the secondary is really where it's possible there could be some hay to be made. Um, you know, C.J. Stroud is coming in, playing at a high performance, a high clip. I think it's real impressive because what's not really being said, he's kind of doing this without maybe the best receiver on the team. And, Delk, we, we, we kind of – everybody in the media is all caught up in the, uh, you know, C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans, but, damn it, he ain't got his number one target uh, playing. He was out. So uh, that's even more impressive. But when you look at this, you know, Houston doesn't look like any moment – uh, is going to be too big for them. They played earlier on this year. I think these are two different teams still at the time that they played. Um, that that total to me is a little bit low. I don't know what the weather report is yet, uh, but that I, I'm not. I've told y'all this a hundred times. I'm not really a total guy that handicaps totals, but right off the top, that might be a sneaky over on that because I think these are two teams. Uh, that are going to score well. I know Baltimore's coming in with a favorable uh, defense, a formidable defense, I should say. Um, that day on Saturday at night, uh, we get the Green Bay Packers that are coming off of a dominating performance against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and they're going on the road as well uh, with the number one seed in the NFC, the 49ers. And they're also coming in at a nine and a half point Dog. So the 49ers are, excuse me, the Packers are catching nine and a half. The total on this one is 50 and a half. That screams everything with the over uh, there. It's minus 480 on the juice on the uh, money line for the 49ers. Um, both of these lines are telling you that these are going to be blowouts, which is hard for me to believe that both of them are going to be games over by the fourth quarter. Uh, wouldn't be shocked, but that's kind of what these two lines are telling you. When you look at the 49ers, you know, um, they had a bye week, and everybody knows this is a timing offense uh, with Kyle Shanahan. Uh, now, he's a veteran coach. 
Uh, he's been in situations before where he's gotten by, so I think he's very educated on how to handle his team on an off week in regards to that. But the reality of it is with an off week, could become, especially with a timing offense, a little bit off a of rhythm, a slower start out the gate. Uh, you have the uh, Green Bay Packers that are coming in with a lot of momentum. They've been in playoff mode probably since week 15 of the season, 14. Um, they have a quarterback that is getting more experience and more confidence they go. You know, I didn't bring this up, but I think, yes, the Green Bay Packers, as all, they're the youngest team ever in NFL history to win a playoff game. Very impressive. Um, and they're going against the highly favored 49ers. That is really a Super Bowl favorite and definitely a conference champ favorite. I would be surprised. I would be shocked because I don't think the Packers, the moment's going to be too big for them. I think if that was going to be the case, that would have showed up in the Dallas game and it didn't. Um, and I so I don't think this would be the case for them. And I believe I would probably be shocked if this 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 is a game that's really a blowout. Uh, I just think that the Packers, um, you know, have too many weapons offensively. I think Jordan Love is in a groove. And I told you yesterday, I think that Lafleur is worth at least one point or two. Now, that doesn't mean that this game is going to make the card. Or if I was a betting man, I would lay money on the Packers. I'm just telling you. That Vegas is telling you the opposite. They don't care about Jordan Love. They don't care about, you know, LaFleur and the running game of Aaron Jones. They're telling you with San Fran off of a bye week at MetLife, um, excuse me, Levi Stadium, they should win this game by 10 or more. I think the only for sure thing that looks like to me in that is probably the over total because I do believe the Green Bay is a little bit too good offensively and can do some balance things that they would probably be able to go ahead and at least put up some points against the 49ers in this defense. I just think the Packers are probably going to be a tough out for anybody going forward, and they're going to be a problem next year i mean can you imagine the battles that bought to be set up between the detroit lions and the green bay packers uh, in the next few years in the nfc north and if chicago can really capitalize off of this draft going forward and get their quarterback whether it's justin fields caleb williams whatever settled that nfc north is all of a sudden just bam back you know and that's another reason why i don't know if looking at the landscape and if i'm looking at it radio guy i know paid professionals are looking at it at the minnesota side and that's the reason why i don't think it's a foregone conclusion that kevin o'connell in minnesota is ready to move on from kirk cousins yet without a true young guy waiting and that means even if they want to address the quarterback situation draft because you got to look at the landscape of the north and and what's trending and what's going on well, speaking on that landscape, and especially if you have a question at quarterback, what do you do with Justin Jefferson at this point? You haven't paid him yet. Oh, Justin's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. Okay, that's a friend. That's the face of the franchise. I mean, Justin's on but national it could be the commercials. Face of a losing franchise here pretty soon. Again, you're forecasting the way that the North is playing out, and eventually but, they will have to move on from Kirk Cousins, and it could be a year. You get into a year or two into the four or five year deal Jefferson could get. Jefferson, when you, when you have a, a wide receiver or any position, and in their first two years, they're starting to take down names like Randy Moss in the record books and stuff like that, and he's on the face of the league. The only way Justin Jefferson's going anywhere is because if he wants to go, and he doesn't have faith in the organization at the quarterback position. Minnesota Vikings, you, you can't, regardless if the Packers or Detroit's getting better, 
you can't like, yeah, you can sit there and say, well, we can't compete with it. But why are you going to give away an asset like a young asset like that that could be a generational receiver? You know, we're, we're not talking about, uh, you know, no disrespect to him, but we can only go by what we've seen in the National Football League. We're not talking about a Jerry Judy situation. OK, we're, we're talking about a guy that broke down Randy Moss records and Justin, unless he wants to. Justin Jefferson ain't going nowhere. They're going to pay him. He's got leverage, and it's going to be the richest contract for a wide receiver in NFL history. That's what we're going to do, and you can stamp that one down. Um, also, on the Sunday movement, uh, we've got the Tampa Bay Bucks going on the road this time, kicking things off at 2 o'clock on Sunday, 1 o'clock Mountain Time, 2 o'clock Central Standard Time. You have the Detroit Lions who are going to get another home game, believe it or not. Uh, and right now they said as a six and a half point favorite, the toll's 48 and a half and money line on the juice is minus 285. Um, Baker's doing his thing. Um, you know, he's managed the game well. He's taken advantage. He's leadership. You keep talking and hearing about out of the Bucks his leadership. He's talking to the defense. He's talking to offensive line. He's talking to coaches. And we're not talking about doing the game. We're talking about during the week, the morale he's bringing. But make no mistake about it, Ty Bowles is in his bag defensively. The Bucks front is a problem. Uh, their secondary has gotten better as the season has gone on. Um, myself included with a lot, but I will speak for myself, was totally off on this Buccaneers team. Totally off. And, um, you know, this is one of those situations, like I said, a team that was 80 plus million in dead cap money, lost a franchise Hall of Fame goat type of quarterback in Tom Brady. And they found themselves with some help as your NFC South division champs and a division, a wild card weekend winner. They're going to Detroit to minus six and a half. Now this game's at two o'clock credit to good luck to Tampa. It's not in prime time. Detroit has been lights out prime time in that dome. Um, this is going to be a good game. I really do. Uh, this is a, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go as far as saying this is a 50, 50 game, but this is a winnable game for the bucks. But right now that is a six and a half line. And the last one we'll get to before we get out of here real quick is the Kansas City Chiefs at Buffalo. We'll talk more about that. But right now, as we stand Wednesday, that line is minus two and a half Buffalo and Kansas City's plus two and a half even money and minus 150 on the money line. And what's the rule about not getting three at home? Usually the standard is, yes, definitely a three at home. But we'll talk more about that. Uh, that is a wrap for today. Special thanks to producer of the show, Mr. Jonas Clark, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in the Mile High City in Denver, people up in Tyler, and people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm, and my people down Laredo, when that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you the snooze button for you out the rack, just ask yourself, you grind in peace. See you tomorrow. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Maestro Dobel Tequila was born from 11 generations of tequila-making legacy. It is sourced from a single estate in the volcanic lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico, using the finest 100% blue agave.
Double distilled and aged in European white oak barrels, Maestro Dobell's commitment to innovation isn't only to discover new ways of distilling and aging, it's about elevating and crafting a superior tequila that is the essence of mastery. Maestro Dobell is the official tequila of the PGA Tour and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please drink responsibly. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 